Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's go to the open line. You want to have your say on the back or off the back of my chat with Clint Newton, where the Rugby League Players Association are currently at in this fight against the NRL for their collective bargaining agreement. 42 days away from the start of the competition. Let's start with you, Simon, from Belmore, who's on the line. Good morning. G'day, Matt. How are you, buddy? Good? Great, thank you. What do you think? And listen, I've been a dra- I've been a Dragon supporter since 1975. Back in the 80s, we never had that kind of problem. Everyone used to enjoy watching the game of football. It wasn't about money much. It was about supporters. The game was for the people back in the 80s and all that, before the 80s as well. Now it's all about money. The more money they have, the more greed they get. Okay, That's not right for the supporters of the game. I mean, Greg Clint Newton always thinks for the players. He doesn't think about the supporters. He, he, he pretends he thinks about the supporters, but he really doesn't. He thinks about the players getting more money in their pocket and doesn't care about the supporters, okay? That's not right. The NRL, the NRL should be more tougher about the whole thing and should make players play the game for the people, okay? Mm-hmm. This is what I've got to say, but Clint Newton is not doing a great job. He shouldn't be there. He, people should be thinking about supporters more often than the players getting more money in their pocket every time. Back in the 80s, they never used to get a million dollars a player or two million dollars a player. A different time then, Simon. Dif- different time. Very, very different time. I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying, that, but let's, I... let's, let's call it for what it is. Back in the 80s, the money that was in the game right now certainly wasn't there. So, you know, we, we can't say that just because you were back in the 80s and you were playing for less money, that uh, it's you're playing for different reasons this time around because there's more money in the pot. I mean, let, let's just separate those two. It's big business. There's big money on the table here, and they're trying to get their piece of the pie from it. Whether you think it's right or wrong, that's the fact. Go ahead, keep going, Simon. No, no, that's. I mean, I mean, it's not right. You know what's going on? There's always something going on about. Uh, I mean, players and NRL. You know, more money or this one, or this one. Come on, let's get, get let's get the game set up on the road and let's let the supporters enjoy the game. Mm. Stick around every year about it all the time, you know, what's going on and all that. There's always something going on in the rugby league game, you know what I mean? Good on you, Simon. Thank you for your thoughts this morning. I mean, a CBA deal is always going to be a tough one. So this is the current issue in front of the game. It doesn't mean that the game's in complete disarray at all. Think of how big the NRL was last season, how spectacular it was last season. All this was bubbling around then. So this isn't going to derail how good the game is. And it certainly doesn't point towards the fact that the players are playing it for a different reason. I don't buy into that whatsoever. Players play rugby league because they love it. It just so happens to come with a very big price tag at the moment because the game generates a lot of money. And those are the facts not as much as what used to be there, and you could say that about a whole range of sports. So I don't think the game's falling apart, but it is at a critical juncture where this is players, those who provide the content that is the game against headquarters, those that run the game. 
and they're going to have to sort it out quickly. James from Hornsby, always good to talk to you, James. Go for it. Yeah, Matty. Yeah, right. Okay, I've got a bit, probably a foot in either side of the fence. Yep. With the Women's League, don't the NRL say, oh, we want to promote the Women's League, we want them to improve, we want to expand it, we want all this. So why are they holding back and doing any of that? Because they've said that they wanted to do that. Mm. So why are the players saying, hey, you're not doing it? Well, they said they're going to do it. They should go and do it. Now, the other side of the fence is, if I retire from my place, five years down the track, I can say, you know, I've got a bad back because I've been sitting driving buses all my life or whatever the last 10 years, and I need surgery. You think my company, my employer, is going to turn around and say, okay, we'll pay for that? Mm. No. Those players now know before they go in, they've got a chance that in the future, they're going to get arthritis. They're going to get sore shoulders, knees, and hips. They're going to need that surgery. So why not now take 1% of their pay and say, okay, we'll go to our players' union, whatever. We'll put 1% of our pay in there. And then if any registered player in years to come needs surgery, we're going to have a heap of millions in that kitty there to help them out with their surgery. Why should the employer pay for someone's injury five years down the track? How do you know that player? Oh, yeah, I've got a bad hip now. Yeah. But hang on, three years after they retired, they could have been water skiing or go snow skiing and fallen over a few times and damaged it then. They go, oh, hang on, I can claim it as a footy injury. Mm-hmm. No, so, they should look after themselves. They can't have it both ways. So part of this deal, from from what I understand, and, and this is where the complexity comes in, James, part of this with the increase money that is coming their way, they are saying, the players I'm talking about, are saying, let's put this into programs like wealth, uh, like health and welfare. I shouldn't say wealth, but you understand what I mean. Health and welfare for past players and all of this. So let's use part of the increase of the kitty that is on the table not to go straight back into the pockets. That's coming from elsewhere. That, uh, let's, not, let's, let's put that there. They are getting increased money. But they're also saying let's use some of this increase to fund those programs further down the track that you're talking about. And you're right. It's it's a very different scenario to the day-to-day worker, but this is a unique position. And this is something that I think the Players Association themselves have to really make clear, that their players understand that they're in a unique position. These players understand that they get very well paid for what they do, but they also understand that it's a very different job to the jobs that you and I have day to day and our contracts with our employers. So it's not a it's not a straight up and down case. It's a very complex case. And I think that in terms of getting that argument across to the public, to you and to other callers and all the texters that are coming through, they've muddled a lot of it because they're trying to get deep down into the detail. But the bottom line is there's a big bunch of money sitting there and they're trying to get as much as they can out of it and the NRL don't want to hand over too much and they certainly don't want to hand it over to anyone without knowing exactly how it's going to be spent. That's that's where the line in the sand has been drawn. On you, James, let's move across to Sharky. Go for it, Sharky. How are you, Matty? Good to be back on the airways, mate. Thank you. Enjoy your holiday. Um, I'm going to... The first two callers here, I think they lost the point and haven't been involved with the football club and stuff like I've had. Um, first caller, Clint Newton is not there to look after the supporters. If your supporters want to be supported, start your own union. Simple. Right? Number two, you were right when you said a lot of these players play for you for one reason. They love it. 
they're, that is put out in bush footy. Mm. A lot of the players who play bush footy first grade and are ex-first graders or people who have played ball, Matthews, you know what I mean? Mm. Been through that system. They play for the lovely game. Josh Darling down here, Shalaba this year, he's probably getting 20 grand a year. Not much. Still putting his body through hell. Same about him, Quinlan, at my club, Mitchell Allgood, at Berry and others. You know what I mean? Yep. They play for the love of the game. And the only problem I've got with it, I can't get my head around it, is match payment things. Mm. I can understand it. That's fine. It needs to be put a stipulation in where you're on a threshold. Once you're on such amount of money, you don't get match payments. You get a rich contract to do two things. Train your guts off in the summer and play your card out in the winter. That's what you paid for and met with the club. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no I, t- I totally get that. I, I think also that's – and that's something that I posed to Clint. Like, ex- explain to me the match payments. I, I don't get it. If there's a player who signs a deal for, let's call it, a half a million dollars a year to represent that club in the NRL for that year, and there's obviously a whole stack of stipulations around it, then that's the fee that you're going to get paid for your services. Now, if there are – other, I mean, they get paid to play State of Origin, for instance. There's further match, not from the club, but there's further match payments. There's bonuses as well. So they're all there. So if you're doing something over and above what you've agreed to do, you don't do that for the love of the game when you're a professional. You do that for um, remuneration. So you need to make sure that that's part, of the, that's part of the deal. So I get that part of it. But if it's a everyday match payment when you've already signed the deal – i tell you what I'd be doing. If I was in charge, I'd say, okay, I'm going to give you $500,000 a year. You play your games, right? You're going to play the season. That's what we're paying you this year to be a full-time player. And then if you say to me, okay, but I want match payments, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you 250000 a year and then you get your match payments, right? That's sort of where it, that's where it works in my head. But, hey, I'm not in the middle of these. Thank you, Sharky. I appreciate your call. I knew that you'd be um, getting all fired up, not you, but I knew that our listeners would be across this because it, it seems to be at the heart of so many of the fans leading up to the start of the season. I mean, a lot of you out there want to know what the players are up to and, and can't understand why when there's a big chunk of money on the table, and this is part of the problem, the NRL put that out there on a couple of days before Christmas, and as you know, the Rugby League Players Association were not happy because they hadn't done anything to tick it off, but that's a big amount of money that's on the table. It's hard for us to wrap our head around why you're in there asking for more. Well, that's part of it. That's only part of it. What they're asking for is more um, outside of all of that. So more commitment around health and more commitment around welfare and more commitment around the women's game. The women's game is a huge thing here. No doubt about it. There's no deal at all for NRLW. How on earth do you plan to be a player in the NRLW when there's absolutely nothing in front of you to tell you how it's going to play out for you financially? How are you going to schedule your season? How are you going to work? How are you going to manage family? The whole lot. There's nothing in front of them at the moment. As in, there's nothing signed off on. So you want to grow that side of the game. You want to get that done pretty quickly. It's all part of a very, very big pie. A messy pie at the moment. Bit of a deconstructed pie at the moment. They're trying to piece it all back together. We need to take a break back after this.